A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Match Ball for the West Brom away game. Uh, I'm Dan Moylan, with me Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. And we're also supported by Levi Solicitors. Get 10% off your legal fees. Mention us a lot when you inquire. And they'll knock 10% off. Go to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Well, that was all right then, boys, wasn't it? Yeah, overall. I knew we were better than them. Resembled a normal football match as well, didn't it? After the the one the other day, this was recognisable. There were normal patterns of play in it. We conceded from a set piece, obviously, which is normal. Which is normal. Um, and then we were the better team. But it does it does feel like we've kind of reset a little bit now. Got that wobble out of our system, maybe a little bit from over Christmas, and we've sort of seen out the Christmas period really now. It was just Mad Friday, wasn't it? Only it wasn't a Friday. It's a different day, but it's just a mad day. You get them at Christmas. Everybody just goes nuts. What the Birmingham one? Yeah. And this was just, yeah, we're going to be, maybe this is the template for, for Leeds in the, the 2020s. It's just going to be a, a normal, well-functioning football team that draws. Well, it all went a bit bonkers, didn't it, over Christmas? I think that's the thing that I'm, I'm angling towards. Like when you start with that Cardiff game. Yeah. And we were kind of dead normal and very Leedsy and in control. New Leeds, Bielsa Leeds. Yeah. Until they started scoring. And it's kind of gone a bit off the rails since then. But it feels like we pulled it back on now. Yeah. And the results have been kind to us over this period because had someone below us just continuously won over this period, they might the gap might be three points or four points by now, but everyone else is shit. Well, you look at West Brom, one win in six. Yeah, and Sheffield Wednesday lost again today, Preston lost again. Johnny Woodgate was right, wasn't he, about that table? Was lying. It, the, was, uh, it was lying. The form team are Millwall. Yeah, they're in the confusing. playoffs. I don't know what they're doing in there. I mean, that would be... It would really take the edge off going up if Millwall came with us. Part of the whole point of promotion is to get away from wankers like this. So let's talk about today then. And uh, well, I also want to talk about Nicketia first because that's the story that's just broken at full time. He is, it's been confirmed, going back to Arsenal, recalled by them. Yeah, he did the right thing to be shit in that first half. So we, so we, when this happened, we could all go, ah, well. Yeah, it don't matter. It did feel like almost that there was a kind of a definitive rule in there because there has been an argument. Because there's people on Twitter, as we kind of know, everything goes black and white. It's like, well, there's one in the eye for everybody who said he should have played earlier in the season. When actually, that was a legitimate argument because Bamford was out of form and missing chances. Mm. Now, we've seen Bamford really come into his own more recently. But today, felt all, it felt definitive. Yeah, um, Bamford's in form and showed how he is important to the way we 
play. It wasn't obvious when he was in the team and not scoring. And then I think people then, it dawned on me that he was doing a lot of other stuff. Um, and his, his value became more. And then and, and Ketia just, there was a moment in the first half when, um, was it Ailing played a really good ball to him uh, through about four lines and got him um, in space in, in their half. He just got bullied off the ball whereas Bamford keeps control of that. And it's, yeah, he's not been up to it. And I think we talked a lot about Nketiah on the main podcast and I was thinking about it again, looking at this thing of him not fitting into the system and that being a, a mistake. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe he's had all the the expectation. We went to Arsenal with the expectation would this player can fit into our system, we'll get loads of game time because we'll we'll train him to, to do it. Um, and then Nketiah's the one who has not been up to it. Why can't he be? Why can't he do Bamford's job? Because mm, he's not mature enough yet as a player. I think that's what I've taken out of this. I mean, we, we spoke on the main podcast saying maybe with the aid of hindsight, and it is with the aid of hindsight because we all you know we all said it was a great move at the start of the season. Um, that perhaps he's the wrong player at the wrong time. Yeah, it just he doesn't quite. Have the, you know, if you put like a more mature, maybe even someone like you know, I know Billy Sharp's, uh, Sharp's name has been touted, but someone like Billy Sharp into that side just to come on, experienced head knows exactly what he's doing. Mm. You know, will cope with the pressure just fine. Because he'll cope with the diet. He knows the club will never cope with the diet. But you know, that type of player, a seasoned pro, yeah. is what I'm thinking. Rather than a, a young lad who's trying to cut through, get game time, and prove himself, a promotion chase doesn't really lend itself to blood in young players, does it? Uh, well, Ben White. Somebody else's young players, though, who are and not... why? Yep. Okay. Yeah, fair I, point. I, I think what you're saying is is probably correct. But back in in that meeting room at Arsenal, it's not just us who said this would work. Arsenal must have looked at whatever we we were offering and thought, "Oh yeah, that's that sounds good. Eddie can play play that style for you. Off you off your pop, make him do it." Um, and yeah, I think part of it, who's failed him. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we haven't just stuck him on the pitch and said, "And well, we know for a fact that Bielsa will have instructed him to within an inch of his life on how to do the the work he wants," um, and will have also felt that he would have been capable of being adapted into our system. But mm. can't do it. I don't think he's any good. I think he'll probably be playing in non-league <laughs> in uh, in a couple of seasons. But this season he'll be playing for Bristol, possibly. But who knows? But they, they got hammered, didn't they, today? He, we're never going to hear the end of it with Lee Johnson, are we? I'm like the unveiling of the press conference where he's like, well, should have come here in the first place, shouldn't he, and all that. And he'll probably make a big point. We, we always that. felt. Yeah. yeah. Every time he, he puts him in the team, he'll say, yeah, just, I played him. Got a game, didn't he? Anyway, at the end of the day, we should not really give up much more time to it because he's not our problem anymore. It was good to have him and we're grateful for his contribution and his goals, which he scored some vital ones. But I think today has proved definitively Bamford's a man for up front. Hopefully we can now supplement it with somebody else who who um, can play as well if he's you know, injured or has to come off or tired or whatever it might be. I mean, Bamford's going straight to hospital. I mean, surely we've got... Um... Tyler Roberts was a striker once and he's he, he's constantly available, as, <laughs> as we know. That's what I mean. Bamford's going to do some kind of Dave Besant thing like smashing his foot on a jar of mayonnaise or something <laughs> like that and uh, we'll, we'll never see him again. He'll probably do it on February the 1st. Well, let's talk about his contribution tonight then because this is why we are here, match ball and all that. Mm-hmm. Good contribution tonight. I thought he, he really well, he came on and made the difference. It was quite evident, wasn't it? Yeah, the first, the first thing he did was he came on and he held it up sort of in the right channel. Just had his put his foot on it for a bit, waited for players to move around him, and just thought, yeah. And Ketty didn't do that once in the first half, and instantly it was 
it was set up for him. I don't know if it was the wrong day, game for Nketiah because they've got big centre-backs and it felt like there was not really any space in behind them. They were content to sit fairly deep. So maybe it was just the wrong game for him, but yeah, it was, and he, he scored obviously a fantastic header, which went straight in the goal. Yes. Hey, well directed. As we mentioned on the main podcast, number 162, uh, we gave a massive nod to um, on goals and deflections. Mm both of which have been putting in a real shift for us this season. There was a very good corridor of uncertainty as well when um, it it went off uh, one defender and pinged onto another and went over the bar. looked like the corridor of uncertainty was going to deflect into an own goal. I think I, I made a note of that, of OG goes close again. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was good effort by them, but not... OG, not quite uh, OG is our, now our second top scorer, isn't it? <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's fine. I'm, I'm, they can be top scorer for all I care if we go up. So let's, let's re-rewind... Uh, when the crowd say Bo Selector and go back to the very start of that and when it kicked off mm. and within... Can we you know, not? Well, we have do. to because that's what we're here for. Within a minute and a half were you immediately thinking, oh, here we go again. I mean, there's an argument to say that if Bamford's on the pitch, this goal doesn't get scored because we have someone else who's big in the box who might have actually cleared this bloody thing <laughs> rather than just... This let, bloody al- thing, al- the ball. Allowing them to nod it about the, pit, about, about the six-yard box until someone could eventually hook it in. <sighs> I mean... I'm during this game and there were points in it I thought maybe Kiko was guilty <laughs> more guilty than I thought he was a few weeks ago for example right because a few weeks ago I thought I oh, probably didn't do that thing did he mm. whereas and now you'd like him to get away with it whereas now <laughs> whereas now I'm thinking oh no I think probably he did no ban is long enough for him he was getting booed tonight wasn't it as well which was uh, unusual you don't it's because of Jonathan Lico's a West Brom player yeah with a, a broken leg it's gone, he's oh, I forgot he's injured. injured as well. Yeah. Ah. I mean, Kiko didn't do that. In fact, let's let's not. Or, or, well, I mean, or did he? I mean, we could. I think what we should we do could, is move on. Make lots of wild accusations as to get him out of the team. But then, uh, does uh, Meslier make those saves in the second half, or even the one in the first half, that one-on-one, which was a really good save? I mean, that's the thing. Is he's quite an enigma in that respect, isn't he, Kiko? In that he does some brilliant keeper things, but the area of weakness in his game is that kind of commanding his area when it's very busy well he, he even did some good corner takes and the one that he punched safely backwards over the bar even that was fine um, it's yeah. just, he is in credit this season overall yeah um, it was just that first one yeah don't just don't just punch it straight up in the air but again you're right it's not only him why didn't somebody then why didn't our tall commanding Liam Cooper or um, Eddie Nketiah or whoever is available head the fucking thing I thought with, away. with Kiko in this, it was interesting to contrast him with Johnston in their net, who is probably better at basic English goalkeeper stuff. But every time he got the ball at his feet, absolutely shat himself. Whereas the Kiko threads passes between oncoming strikers and things. Which <laughs> that, is, was it that sequence in the second half when they played those triangles out uh, between the two attackers out to, yeah. to fill it? I was like, bloody hell, fire. It was amazing to watch. Yeah. So it's, mm. it's, and it's good play. And it is actually, if you can play football, it's a perfectly safe pass to play because you, you're basically trying to kick it through like a 20-yard gap. But I wouldn't trust Sam Johnson to do that because he was terrified of the football, whereas Kiko was like, yeah, not a bother. This is what I do. They pass it to Ramos there in centre-back. So, I don't know. He's a, he, like you say... He gives and he takes away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to be fair, we basically, I, I would say we had the lion's share of that game. Would you agree that a draw was a fair result? Probably on balance, we could have yeah, won we it. We should have won. If, yeah, if that goal... Well, I suppose West Brom seemed to sit back, whether that's because they had the lead or whether that was their plan all along. It's hard to say. But yeah, I thought we were better than them and I thought we were 
good enough for a win if we hadn't just cocked up on on that. Um, they probably had the better chances, but we were the better team. We I felt we like we had we wasted some good chances though when when Bamford should have squared it to yeah, click later on. Like that was again, it's something that XG probably wouldn't represent because it doesn't represent how good a position. Mm. Clitch would have been in had he actually got to he had, it. Yeah. The ball actually been passed to him. When Bamford shoots, which you know, you know, strikers are prone to doing it, and you, you, in some ways you can't blame him. But that was one. And then in the first half, there was one that came across the box for Nketiah, which if he'd have been about six inches taller, he'd have nodded in, I think, as well. So there were there were lots of nearly very good chances. Yeah, that's what we've tended to do all season, though, is create sort of nearly very good chances rather than really. I want to co- see that as a stat. Nearly very good chances. We are top. Put it on a graph. NVG. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's sort of a weight of uh, of just piling on the pressure until the other team breaks. Like the when we did start getting into the game, we would all those crosses from Helder Costa that weren't quite getting on the on the mark. Um, probably would have. I was thinking the other day if NK is going back. Matt Smith, I'm not sure if he's part of <laughs> oh, of Millwall. Which, which wing do you think we should have? Uh, Jordan Bataka? Maybe get him back? <laughs> You're an idiot. No, but Matt Smith can head anything into the goal. And I think it comes at him. Any height, he just puts a bit of his body on it. If Honestly, over his head, he jumps. I'm not, we're not wasting any more time his, if you, on this laboured Matt Smith job. I don't want to be associated with, no. with Matt Smith. And, <laughs> and I don't want people saying the square ball thing we should yeah, get Matt Smith no. in. These are the opinions of one man yeah. and one man only. At and he's Mos- a lunatic. At Moscow White TSB if you want to direct your abuse. I him. genuinely think he would finish a lot of those crosses. But that's we were just putting them in and they were above Enketia or above Alioski or just a little bit over here and but but the good the good thing about them is that they just keep on coming. We keep we get the ball out there and we we put the cross in and eventually uh something happens. I'm just saying it would happen more often if Matt Smith just right, who scored uh, Millwall's third goal today? There, you see, proven goal scorer. Everyone right. wants a proven goal scorer in the championship. There is one. Sorry, everybody. Um, want to say two things. Number one, the balance of play, should we have won it, maybe nicked it. I think the silence of the crowd was quite indicative. They were very quiet and nervous in that second half. I think they knew which way that game was swinging. Sour pussed as well. They all had very sour faces. And when the Leeds fans were singing, Sky very quickly... Got rid of it. Bird song over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit of a bit of piped in canned canned laughter or something just came in over the top of us singing about Sky TV. Uh, very harsh. The other thing I was going to say was on Costa himself. I thought there was some really good stuff that he did today. Some some proper fifteen million pound player. I, I thought it was probably his best game. That um, that cut inside where he did about three players on that run yeah. in the second half. That was pure. Oof, I love. Because I don't think either when Gibbs went off injured after about 15 minutes, I don't think he was injured. I think he just saw... <laughs> Didn't fancy it. He just had the first 15 minutes of Costa running at him and thought, ooh. Was you oh, you mean, you you mean the, what? Um, the, Harry, the Harry Kuehl uh, Champions League final injury? That <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. That, oh, oh, that hamstring is just a little bit tight. I think it's probably best if I if I head off now. If that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Probably be fine for the next game, but it's just it just feels a little bit tight. Oh, yeah, the international call-up injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jackie Harrison... With another assist. Very good today. Very so good. both wings covered. Yeah, I think the thing with Costa is it feels like every game we're saying, oh, that, that's his best game. Yeah, he's he's getting better and better. Um, and Jackie, it's just, yeah, I have pure love for him at the moment. They're both playing really well. That, the final ball remains a bit of a problem um, just because of its inaccuracy. But um, 
they're getting enough in there to, to make us productive anyway. We'll just let the other team put it in. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, left backs. Let's talk about left backs and Jenny Alioski being replaced by Barry Douglas. Did you not think we were a hell of a lot more solid when Douglas came on for Alioski? who kind of had one of his, uh, I don't know, brainless days in the uh, in the soft play area type games today. I enjoyed Alioski being... For the first time ever, I saw him being like an adult in the first half. He was trying to make eye contact with the linesman. And when he when he did, he just sort of shook his head in a really disappointed way. Like, mm. you would let me down. There was also when the uh, the West Brom player asked if he could have the ball back so he could take a throw in and Alioski just said, no. <laughs> Which, and he walked off with it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and the players can have that. No, I'm taking <laughs> Which is much better than, I mean, there was the, a couple of their players were kind of grabbing onto it and rolling over and all that stuff just hold on just don't don't have a fight about it just say no I'm 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 wasting some time so that we can get in position so you can't take it yet I did wonder when Douglas came on if there's an argument to say that he starts mm-hmm. and then if we need something to happen Alioski comes on because it's much more of a wild card entry is having Alioski mm. on the pitch whereas Douglas does left backy things he just he passes it inside he does he goes up the line but he doesn't go everywhere in the same way as as Alioski does and it frees up Harrison as well when you've got somebody sensible and human behind you Douglas has been I think there's a danger of forgetting that when he has been in the team previously he's he's generally felt like a bit of a letdown Um, because we paid a lot of money for him he's possibly the the best left back in the in the championship and should be in the Premier League if Wolves had taken him and it it has all been a bit meh from him so I, I do worry whenever I see Baz Dog that the, 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 you know, the, he's not going to quite live up to the he's, he's one of these, fashion sense. One of those players, though, he's never quite ever got going at Leeds. It always feels like that. Like there's always a niggling injury, and he's always coming back from an injury. Do you think Gianni Alioski should wear Barry Douglas's clothes? 
It would look very sort of it would feel 80, more, 80s Eurovision, I think. It would feel more appropriate. I think they'd be a um, bit long in the leg for him as well. Even the shorts. Um, yes. Yeah, it has. It's not been the the best time for him. He, did, he said he, you know, he had a hard time when he was out of the team last season. Um, but I, I can't resist that. You know, he's just not one of my. He's not one of my particular favourites. He's yeah. no Jackie Harris. Got a nice but, left foot on him though. And if he, if we were well, to sign, if we were to sign a nice uh, strapping lad to play up front, maybe with a little bit of French in him. I've just looked it up actually. Right. Patrick Bamford this season, one goal every 191 minutes on the pitch. Matt Smith, one goal every 188. He is three minutes better than Pat Bamford. So if we want a like-for-like replacement who can come in, do the job, just saying. What did you make of the half-time subs? Yeah, I was quite pleased. Predictable, but good. The Douglas one wasn't predictable. Oh, I, I, I was kind of... I was, I was vibing it as well. Yeah, I was. Alioski was having a bit of a... A nightmare, I thought. But that's never stopped Bielsa before. He just leaves it, just lets him get on with it. No, but Bielsa likes control, doesn't he? He's all about control in matches, and, and it did feel like he was out of control mm. down that left-hand side. He just didn't have the, that, that stamp of authority on it. it. You can stop the sentence that he, he's out of control, <laughs> really. Yeah, true. And it was good to see like, if if Douglas can come back and have uh, the, the impact that he had today and the influence he had today and, pl- and play well for the rest of the season it means we actually have a left back at left back and a right back at right back and you, and you can put Alioski he can play the wings as well and particularly late on if he comes on he just causes havoc because he never bloody stops yeah so I mean if you're bringing Alioski on if you're chasing a game you can say you, you're nominally playing left back but just go and do if you want to go to Alioski the, things go on the right wing that's fine yeah just just head out on the pitch wherever you fancy <laughs> follow Try and follow the ball roughly, but you, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I thought they made sense, and I thought it really swung the, the balance back in our favour. Um, we and we could have we could have won that. Can we second half? I think we're a good team. That's what I took out of yeah. of today. I think the the Cardiff match and um, and then whatever happened in in Birmingham kind of changed the perception a little bit. But West Brom, I mean, they've got Gareth Barry on the bench, and they're paying him like ridiculous amounts of money to sit on the bench, and the. the the players that they have even starting in their team, you know, that Pereira is supposed to be, um, you know, the best playmaker in the championship. Didn't do a right lot. Romain Sawyers, people say maybe we could have him in our midfield. I don't think he was any better than than any of ours. Um, and how Robson Carnu, um, I hate him because he wears four and he's a striker. And that dive. And I also hate him for the dive. Which brings us, I guess, nicely on early, slightly earlier, but heroes and villains, he's got to be in for villainy because that was terrible. I mean, I mean, I'm all for a bit of shithousing and cheating, but, you know, only when we do it. Like when Luke Ailing does an ailing foul, fine, but that was terrible. They went down a f- fair number of times, I thought, quite quite softly. Mm. I mean, in fairness, the ref didn't give them a penalty when he probably could have done. So that was nice. <laughs> yes. But then again, he should have given the handball as well, because that was a handball. Yeah, I mean, the, the Klitsch one, to cover it off, I think the initial foul is probably on Klitsch, but then mm. Klitsch gets bored of being fouled and just throws him which is probably a bad idea it was stupid but then again you can see in the replays when Don Goodman's having a fucking coronary yeah I mean um, he's, 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 he's to got, come but he's got hold of he's got hold of Click's arm, arm as yeah. well as Click is throwing him down they're both doing it it's yeah. stupid to do it there but when they're both doing it and I thought the ref got that right to be honest yeah and I think that Click maybe has made the the risky but balanced judgement of like the referee ain't going to give this because he's he's seen us both doing it um yeah, it's strange that the, the, I mean, Don Goodman, the things he condemns 
as outrageous against football and the things he just lets lets go. Like the that late tackle on Phillips where he got clipped in the face as well. So I didn't didn't barely barely yeah. got a murmur out of that, but the click just knocking somebody over. Oh, terrible, terrible scenes here at the Hawthorns. There was one where um Ailing was kind of bursting through the middle. He got fouled well, I think he got half foul once, then taken down in quite a cynical way. Mm. And Doug Gunn was like, "That's not yellow for that." He's like, but this, that's, "That is literally always a yellow card in every game of football you watch. That, oh, is, yeah, that is a yellow card. It's a tackle from behind. He clips his heels, didn't he? On yeah. a player that's running, yeah. that's breaking. That's always a yellow card." And Don Gunn was like, "Oh no, 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 no! You can't be giving out yellow cards for this." And Bartley's when he came through the back of Bamford again. Not the not the worst thing, but if you tackle somebody from from behind like that, you're probably going to get booked. That yeah. basically seems to be the benchmark, doesn't it? Now, yeah. I'm um, when you think of Cal Bartley at Leeds, what's how? you picture his face um with a, a a beard that looks real rather than stuck on because <laughs> yeah it's i think does he does he color in under his beard it looks like he's he's bought a plastic one from a joke shop and just pastes it in place before the game because i remember him being really happy and smiley at leeds as well i remember him like his, he was his mum was on twitter she was really nice he was smiling Today, every time the camera was on him, he was just really cross. He was really annoyed at his life. You could see he was just going, he was, every time it was on him, he was just pointing at other people going, fucking hell, why? Why are we doing this? What's wrong with me? He why is no one helping? He wanted to be playing for us, didn't he, with his mate Luke? Yeah, I noticed at one it was one uh, free kick they were marking each other. And um, I think uh, yeah, and I think Luke Ayling was trying to have a laugh with him about it, but Bartley was just, I think he's just too torn up inside about the fact that he has to wear a... Uh, ideal boilers on his chest when he could have the the magnificent um, name of Thirty Two Red. It was a bit like you know when you see yourself see a mate you've not seen for a while and you you're like I'm not sure he's all right you know he seems a bit <laughs> is, is everything is everything all right is everything all right with work so you, yeah, I'm, fine, I'm fine mate I'm family, fine I'm family fine. all right I'm fine mate I'm fine and the, the, and the beard is that, yeah it's <laughs> fine it's my beard oh, okay it's not it's not iron filings no, no I'm fine okay no, I'm, okay I'm, good I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks for asking, but I am fine. Uh, I think a bit of credit for Klitsch and Dallas as well, who were both very good. Klitsch, we've been saying um, the other day, is tired, and today he was not tired. He thought he was really good. <laughs> he just needs he just needs a nice kip, doesn't he? That's what sorts him out. And Dallas, particular credit for the crossfield ball he did, where it was th- it was off a throw-in on the, the right-hand side, and he just took it on his chest, span, and like, did a half volley across the pitch to Jack Harrison, and it made me go, ooh. Yeah, especially as Jack Harrison killed it dead each time with his uh, with his left foot, his wand of a left foot. Yeah, but no, I thought it was some really really good stuff today, some really encouraging stuff, and to get back to doing those normal things like we said in a normal game that looked like the leads that we recognised from the first half of the season, and we've got the Christmas period out of the way now. I think that's the other important thing, and we're nine points clear, and this game out of the way as well because yeah. it's always been on the on the horizon. Is like that's the the top of the table clash that. I, I couldn't quite get into it. The, the um, Slaven Bilic was really talking it up beforehand, saying that the, yeah, yeah. The, there could be no bigger occasion in football than this. And I was a bit like, well, you know, the worst that happens is we lose and we're still only eight points clear. So there wasn't much. Uh, I suppose maybe West Brom asked about winning the title. Um, maybe that's what it, it means to them. And I didn't particularly, you know, West Brom aren't really the... The team we have to beat in in this division, it's the other twenty two that we have to be better than. So I wasn't too concerned, but you couldn't ignore the hype and the 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 level of kind of attention from everybody on the game. So getting that kind of out the way without a disaster, without everyone just going like, oh, and that's kind of what I was getting at before. Like West Brom is supposed to be 
the the fearsome best team in this division. And we've beaten them and drawn with them. I think both games we've looked as good, if not better than them. And we don't have um, the players they've got. Like, you know, you can't, we, we don't have, we've got Robbie Gotts on the bench. They've got Gareth Barry. Um, and you can paint that as a criticism of our lack of squad building or Bielsa's in, lack of interest in squad building or um, look at the disparity in parachute payments and all that stuff. But it's a fact that they have on paper probably a much better team yeah, and than when, we have. And when you but we are it, better than them. And when you put it like that, yeah, it does go to show just what a great job Bielsa's doing and the players as well to have brought them up to this level where they can do that against a team that's that expensively assembled. Very, very good. Can we talk about Don Goodman again? <laughs> What do you need to get off your chest? How's he in a job? I mean, I know, I know. We're like we, uh, as three men unqualified, are sitting around talking about football, making more sense than him. Oh, fuck me, he doesn't know anything, does he? Like every, it was, it was lovely to get a break at half time and hear some people talking about football in a way that wasn't absolutely idiotic. Like Hasselbank, I don't agree with everything he said, but like I could at least understand what he was saying about things. But everything Goodman says is bollocks. Everything was. He kept calling everything soft. It, oh, if that penalty had been given, it would have been soft. The one where the one where the uh, they stretches his arm out and and dives dives to his left and palms it round for round the post. Is it is it a a penalty or not though? That's the question. Not is it a soft penalty or a hard penalty? It's it's not Brexit, is it? <laughs> it's not Brexit. Nor is it a penis. It's a penalty, and it's it's flaccid or. Otherwise, <laughs> characteristics <laughs> do not come into it. In the the referee's mind, he's not he's not waiting to fit, if he gets like a a rumbling in his loins. Oh, penalty! I just yeah. felt like he minimised all the good stuff we were doing as well. He if, hates us. If we were like if West Brom got the ball off us, it was really good pressing or something. If we got the ball off them doing exactly the same thing, it's like, oh, West Brom have been sloppy in possession there. It's, like, it's the same thing that you've just witnessed a second before, and the way you've described it is entirely different. He, sh- he shouldn't have a job. I know, I know people say it's never nice to see anyone losing the job. Don Goodman should not have a job he's, doing he's that. Not, he's genuinely not very good at it. I do wonder sometimes, because obviously he was in our youth system, wasn't he? And for anybody who doesn't know, um, didn't make it through our youth system, was released. And it came back to haunt us on a couple of occasions, particularly in that FA Cup game uh, against Wolves. But you do wonder if maybe he's trying to overcompensate a bit much and that's how it manifests itself. It's this kind of subconscious, um, just sort of, I don't want to be seen to be favouring Leeds because I'm from Leeds. And Yeah, you know, Pe- I- people do question the when we start going on about media bias against Leeds and all that kind of stuff, whether it's just paranoia. But we are the only team that Sky has special sound effects for. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you have to look at these facts sometimes and be like, well, yeah, they, they have done that. So that that is more attention than they give to to other teams. I mean, I've heard other teams singing Sky TV's fucking shit. I think it's caught mm. on a bit, mm. but they don't. You have a tiny, tiny they... audiences, isn't it? I've made a little Don Goodman note. Actually, eighty-five minutes, they've allowed Leeds to dominate. Another way of saying that would be Leeds have dominated. But no, they've allowed Leeds to dominate. He's really riled you, hasn't he, today? <laughs> he's just a, he's a prick. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. That was the thing. I don't even think it's bias. He calls stuff wrong all the time. Like every every decision that was given, he seemed to have something to say about it. And most of the time, the referee was actually... I mean, that dive, uh, the how Robson Carney dive, he started off saying, oh, well, that's a, you can't tackle like that there. And then on the replay, they oh... I think he's, he's maybe gone, gone looking for that one. Hasn't gone he? a bit, he's gone down a bit easy. <laughs> you think? And then you see the you see the 
the actual replay. He did come out, he said, that is a dive. But I think, you know, it was smacking him so hard in the face by that point that anything else would have been ridiculous. And that's the problem, though, with digging yourself into that hole and feeling the need to fill every silence with a comment because you inevitably make yourself look stupid. Shut up and let us enjoy the game. Tell us who's got the ball. Mm. Back to basics. Yeah. In I'm fact, fair. don't have Don Goodman there. <laughs> just have a, just have the commentator. I like Daniel Mann as a commentator, actually, this guy. Comes. Just leave him, just leave right? him to it. Yeah. He's fine by himself. Oh, we could go do it. Yes, I'm sure that would go absolutely fine. Give that a go. Oh, what's that? Oh, Daniel, what's that the Leeds fans are singing? Sky TV is what? Cut to break, cut to break. <laughs> Any other heroes and villains then besides those we've kind of uh, skirted around there? Um, Bielsa and Bilic. Nice big hug at the end. Big long conversation. I'm not sure what was being said. It looked from Bielsa's reaction, it seemed like uh, Bilic was saying to him something like, you are an inspiration to me and I love you. And he's like, oh, no, 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 you are an inspiration. That kind of thing that could have gone on yeah. all night. Football was the winner there, I think. It was, it was nice. Contrast, um, I was just watching a video of Lee Johnson trying to start a fight at the end of their game, which is hysterical because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how big he is, but he might be unlucky in the, the group of people that he's around. But he's a, like a foot smaller than everybody else and he's trying to start a fight. Yeah. It's brilliant. It looks like um, it should be stood on a milk crate or something, doesn't he, just to even things out. It's like a, it's a riled, the, it's the freak show, someone's riled him and he's got he's gone out into the crowd causing trouble. Um, and I've not seen, has anybody seen yet this video of Bielsa correcting his translator? Not uh, yet. In in English, apparently you just burst into English tones that says, like, you're translating this wrong and then just says what he wanted saying in English, which is great. I hope he spends the rest of the season just having him there, but not using him. Oh, what's worth saying now, just a quick update on this, Pontus Janssen has, you know, you know, Pontus likes a little bit of needle. Mm-hmm. He has quote tweeted the um, the embarrassing behaviour from Johnson tweet that's, that's showing this video on Twitter. And he's saying, ha 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 ha, if people just knew. Lee Johnson's a prick. Yeah. And I mean, that's what Pont- Pontus is probably getting out there is that if people just knew Lee Johnson's a prick, I know. We all know. Everybody knows. Eddie Inkey is about to find out, much to his cost. That's why he'll be a, a non-league footballer in five years. Five months with that little wanker is going to ruin him. I hope so. Is Eddie Inkey a villain? What, for daring to leave us? Yes, Arsenal. for being shit. I wasn't, well, I wasn't sure he, he looked all that bothered today, I, I must say. It might be... It might be harsh because I know it's his last game. Mm. Well, we didn't know for certain before the match, but it was it was pretty strongly rumored. We knew by half time that this was <laughs> this this was his last game. So I was watching it, thinking, "Come on, give it mm. a bit more." If, it's, if this is the last thing you do, whereas he's probably thinking, "Don't want to get injured." It wasn't massively different from his last start, and it's only his second league start in his entire life as well. The jumped um, up little bastard. Well, exactly. How's he got this <laughs> reputation as being some kind of Hot shot. I'm glad we've turned on striker him. Striker <laughs> Never like Who's going to save our season and the, the difference between promotion or not. He's never played a game of football in his life. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for this one. Thanks to uh, you for listening to this one. And thanks to Levi Solicitors for getting behind us as well. Get your 10% off your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We will return. Where are we now? I'm still <laughs> losing track of where we are. I'm really not sure what day yeah, it is. There's no Phil Hay podcast this week. Um, which means it'll be Arsenal on Monday. Is that yes. right? We'll do yeah. a match ball. That's going to be a late one, isn't it? Seven fifty-six. But oddly, not as late as it feels now. Yeah, I think having a full day of a hangover and then having to having to watch. I think that it, it added to the game. It made me nice and serene. I think during the day I did this because I, you know, you get that weird like 
nihilism of, of a bad hangover where you just think, ah, oh, what does any of it matter? <laughs> it's uh, rags, regret, anxiety, guilt, shame. That's the uh, the rags hangover. Yeah, when the um, when West Brom scored in the, the first two minutes, I was like, yeah, that's that's going to happen. <laughs> no anger. No, I'll just, right, I'll just sit back and watch us try and get back into this now. Um, and get back into it, we did. We did, as and um, and then we roll on to uh, to beating Arsenal and uh, shoving it up Eddie Enketia's tiny twisted bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.